Hey guys, what's up? Before we jump into today's episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast, I am super excited to tell you that today's episode is being sponsored by none other than Liquid Web. Liquid Web has new managed WordPress hosting. We connected maybe a month ago and I have moved my site over. And can I just tell you, first of all, it's screaming fast. I'm super pumped about that. The managed WordPress hosting that they offer, though, I'm going to go ahead and just quote their their tagline on the site, which is the managed WordPress partner you've been waiting for. Hands down, you guys, their support. Nothing beats being able to chat with somebody in the States when you need it, right when you're in the middle of something. And their support has been amazing. The migration was the easiest migration I've ever done. But I'm going to give you just a couple little tips um, to let you know how awesome this is. First of all, they create a new site. It's like click of a button. You can create staging sites. They've also just released these two new tools. I'm going to have to just display them for you in a post, obviously. But our stencils and tagging. So you can tag your site so you can find all the different sites you have in your account by tag. The stencil is like click a button and it duplicates a site for you. So let's say you've got a membership site and you're doing multiple memberships maybe, um, or a course site. Course site's even better example. You take a course site, you click a button, it's duplicated it. So everything you need in that site, if you've done some custom work for a course, it's going to be duplicated for you. So stay tuned for that. But they've, they've partnered up with iThemes Sync Pro also, which is kind of like, um, you know, a managed WP where you can update all your sites. And it, it this is amazing, you guys. So stay tuned. Uh, I will have a post for you, but I'm super excited to be working with Liquid Web for their managed WordPress hosting. You can check them out at the WPChick.com forward slash Liquid Web. Backup, speed, safety. It's all there, you guys. I am really thrilled to be working with them. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what is up, everybody? Long time, no solo show. Welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Noel, the WordPress Chick. Oh, I'm pretty excited. The topic for today is that the hype has worn out its welcome and a few predictions. And the hype that I'm referring to is what we see online all the time. You know, the you know, I, I can't even think of a good headline to throw at you guys. Um, but just the BS, the Lamborghinis, the Ferraris, the yachts, all that kind of stuff. And we're going to get into that in a second. But I, I wanted to start this with a couple books that are two of my favorite books. Same author. Um, they are The Obstacles Away by Ryan Holiday. And then his, the book that he published last year is called Ego is the Enemy. And what I love about these books are the stories. They're true stories. And he's, I I love, I I can't imagine how much research goes into some of his books. And if you've, I highly recommend both. The obstacle is the way really drives home that you do the work. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be, you know, obstacles. It's what you do (laughs) with those obstacles that really gets you through. And he pulls in all these great stories. Anybody who's a history buff, you're going to love this. As I've gotten older, I just, I really love nonfiction that I get to, I don't know, 
it's like I learn a little bit about something else. Like, what's the best example I can give you guys? Wayne Dyer was a huge um, influence in my life, Dr. Wayne Dyer. And he would reference poets and, and writers and, and you know, all these phenomenal people in history, maybe that you hadn't heard of, whatever. And it just, it sticks with me. So, I love books that pull in that little piece, too. I'm really geeking out today. I'm sorry. But one of the stories, and, you know, I, I'm going to have to read it to you guys just because I literally pulled it all credit to Ryan Holiday, but was from The Ego's the Enemy. Because I see this in our businesses. It's very easy uh, to let your ego dictate. Yes, cue armchair psychologist. To let your ego dictate what you should and shouldn't do. I have so been there, and it never works out. Um, but it's, you know, the true stories of people who have come before us, faced adversity, but yet they still live by their convictions and stood for something, right? So having been born in San Francisco, fifth generation, uh, and raised a 49er fan, I jokingly say brainwashed, <laughs> but, you know, it didn't come as much of a surprise to me when Ryan referenced the late, great Bill Walsh, right? I'm not about to start spewing NFL statistics because I've got none. <laughs> and we won't talk about the 49ers. They've got lots of rebuilding to do. But... um I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that was a football fan that that wouldn't say that Bill Walsh was without a doubt one of the game's greatest coaches, like of all time. And Ryan referenced that there was a point to this. <laughs> this kind of all ties in with with my preaching and belief in the mastery of the fundamentals. Um, but he was really influenced by Bill Walsh's book, "The Score Takes Care of Itself." So this is the quick little synopsis. Um, and I've linked to this in the post, you guys. There's links for everything. And Ryan Holiday actually has a list, uh, books to base your life on. Some of it's a little, he's really into the Stoics. Some of it's a little, can be a little heavy. Um, anyways, let me just read his synopsis of Walsh, right? And, and this really ties into, um, where we're going and getting rid of the hype. So Walsh took the 49ers from the worst team in football to the Super Bowl in less than three years. How? Not with a grand vision or pure ambition but with what he called the standard of performance. That is, how to practice, how to dress, how to hold the ball, where to be on a play during down, where to be on a play down the very inch. On a play down. Sorry, that was hard to read. <laughs> Let me try that again. How to hold the ball, where to be on a play down to the very inch. Which skills mattered for each position? How much effort to give? By upholding these standards, whatever they happen to be for your chosen craft, success will take care of itself. I mean, so, you know, like, what do these books have to do with online marketing? Everything. And if you just take that last line without, I'm going to have to put that as a tweetable, by upholding these standards, whatever they happen to be for your chosen craft, success will take care of itself. And too often, we give up on our own standards for fear that we're not doing it the way somebody else is doing it because they seem to be really successful and they're doing this this way, right? And I don't know if you've seen any of this stuff recently, but there have kind of been, um, I, I don't know if it's a, a truth telling necessarily or how you would, how would you describe it. But as this space has matured, right? I, I, I don't have data for you guys on how long, you know, people are really doing this internet marketing stuff, but I've been in it like a, this is year nine. Um, and I see a maturing happening, right? Like as technology advances so quickly, but I think people are getting smarter. And so what's happening is you see people that have been at it for so long in the wrong way. And I don't mean that good or bad, but just not trusting 
or having their own standards. Right. Um, and so next thing you know, they're like, I can't do this anymore. A, a recent story was there's a, and I apologize. I, I tried to find it. I don't know her name, but it was a big YouTube star who basically said, I have to stop doing videos because I have to go get a job. Right. So there, there is this equating the, uh, you know, what we see to meaning that's paying the bills and taking care of our, our needs and stuff in life. And it, it's not always the case. And so it's, it's a, it's going to be interesting. I think as the next couple of years, you know, I think more and more people are going to be. I, I don't know, coming to the surface to say, this is, this is garbage. Um, so let's get into the topic, uh, today again. Um, let me ask you this. When you hear the term internet marketing, does your mind automatically go to images of young guys posting in front of Ferraris and mansions and yachts and all their friends are living the laptop lifestyle? Yeah, me too. You know, and, but before I'm going to tell you guys this, before I come off like a complete hypocrite, I will say, that I totally bought into the laptop lifestyle for a bit. Um, when I was part of the mastermind a couple years ago, um, I really bought into this and it was, I think that I viewed the lifestyle. I equated that to success, right? Like you'd come into your own. And for me, it was as, it was like, well, if you're not showing this, if you're not showing this fabulous lifestyle, then you probably aren't successful. You're probably not doing as much. I don't even know what that means, doing as much, right? But you're not successful. People want to hire you, that kind of stuff. And so it, it was this really, um, you know, six figures a month kind of thing. Do I want that? Totally. But I'll tell you what, guys, it's, it's so for different reasons. Um, and I think the reasons were always there, but it's when you have people that are interested in buying a jet, Right. And none of that stuff and, and to each his own, but eh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't need a jet first. I'd be, I'd be content. Let's just say to fly first class all the time. Right. That'd be kind of awesome. Um, but nobody told me to buy into this. I went willingly. And the reason is because I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust that how I wanted to live my life, what type of business I wanted. And getting there on my own terms was enough. You know, I had some success, but it wasn't sustainable. I have had success. Don't get me wrong, you guys. I'm not sitting here, um, you know, whining, but it's, it's like I was spending a lot of money in hopes of making a lot of money. And I don't mean that I was spending a lot, of, you know, hindsight's 2020. 20. When I think about the money that I spent, assuming somebody else had the answers. And you guys, I'm all about coaching and mentoring, but I, I see it differently today. I'm like, God, had I took that money and put it into advertising? Huh? Or had I taken the pressure, you know, being involved in things, you have to really decide how it fits into your life. Guys, my life is just cake right now. <laughs> I've simplified stuff and I am so clear on what I'm doing and how how I want my life to feel and look, you know, but it's like having, you know, weekly mastermind calls and people showing up and, oh, I did $50,000 yesterday and I closed, you know, $60,000. And, and mind you, closing and having money in the bank are, are two very different things. Um, and being taught how to sell. I think there are a lot of fundamentals, <laughs> um, 
that we can learn from all of that stuff, right? Like I'm never going to go study sales. It's just, I've accepted that. I, I know selling for me works through sharing is, and I'm not trying to be altruistic and, and preachy. It's, it's, it's a comfort level. It's so much easier for me to, to do something and share the results. That's kind of it, right? So that's how I sell. So when, when you have people giving you sales scripts and stuff and, and in your body, it's like, I don't want to do this, but yet, they're all doing it and it works. So there is this like, well, I, that, I bet that's what I need to do. Right. So it's just, I had some amazing experiences. I am, I am, I would not trade them. And I met some wonderful people and I learned a lot. I mean, cause truly it was because of the mastermind that I'd started paid traffic to begin with. I don't run Facebook ads consistently. A lot of that came down to getting clear. And it's like, why would you, you have to be in that place where, you know, what you're doing is dialed. And I don't mean, um, this is it. I'm never going to change anything. But as I've gotten out of service work, that it's like, well, why would I run ads for that? Right. So it's, it's been getting clear on that. And it, it was, it was through all of these experiences, though, that I learned how I did not want to run my business. Um, you know, a side note, and it, and at the time I thought it was funny. Um, but, you know, I have one of the mentors, they, you know, I had the outsourcing company and they were like, well, there's your crack, like being, being funny. These guys, trust me, like I have nothing but good things and well wishes for everybody that I connected with. But, um, well, that's your crack, you know, like, build that and get people in and there's your cash flow. And it was like, I don't want an outsourcing company. I want to get out of service. But I was like, well, they're doing better. So they know, right? So after a very busy 2015, I needed to take a break. And I know I've talked about this um, a few times on the show. So hope you guys don't mind the rerun. Um, but I really needed to regroup. I realized, you know, I did a ton of travel in 2015, but I didn't feel energized by it. You know, it's like going to events is great. I, I like connecting with people and I like feeling inspired. And right now, it's like, I would love to go to something just to connect with people, like go get a beer or whatever. Right. And like, I was, was messaging with, uh, Robbie on a beaver builder on Facebook. And he's like, oh, are you going to go to word camp Orange County? That's in Southern California. I'm in Northern California or Sacramento, which is just a day. Right. I'm like, I don't know. You know, I'm like, eh, you know, word camps. Um, I'm not a developer guys and they tend to be very developer focused and. Like, maybe I'll come and meet you guys for a drink afterwards, you know, um, or hang out just to have some fun and connect. But I, I don't know, you know, I don't. So you have to really decide because our time is the one thing we can't get back. Right. Um, but those events with the mastermind or like, let's say you go to a conference and it's like you end up with, you know, three days of notes and your brain spinning. And it's like, gosh, I, I tend to need a break after those. Um, but I never really got that. It was like, okay, I'm back. And now I got to do more. And now I got to do more, you know? And the truth is like, none of those trips were restful, nor did I really take a vacation <laughs> in in that year. I mean, I traveled a ton. I think the only holiday I had, and this sounds whiny, but was to, to the South of France with my daughter when she graduated high school. But even that, like, unless you frequent <laughs> Europe, um, or you're going to a place specifically just to chill. It's like, you're in Europe. You got to go see some stuff, right? 
that's my, my thought anyways. Um, so that wasn't super restful either, but you know, you have to find what works for you. And this is why to me, because I've almost feel like it's permission, right? And I, and of course the permission comes when I feel like I don't need it anymore. Um, but I, I really feel like this whole laptop lifestyle is on its way out. And uh, here's here's perfect validation for this, guys. I was talking with a friend um, like a week and a half ago who works with a Facebook advertising agency. And she said that, you know, the ads that used to work on Facebook, the flashy cars, the expensive lifestyle, those are not working anymore. They used to convert. They used to, you know, pull people in, but they're not working anymore. Can I get an amen? And I'm going to do a little side note for you guys. If you have not seen, I, I need to, I'm going to make a note right now. Um, <laughs> Ian Stanley, I-A-N Stanley. Um, and, why was I thinking? Is he Australian? I don't know. Um, because I watch his spoof videos. Ian Stanley has done a couple funny spoof videos. One based on Gary Vee, and he calls himself Very G. And then the other one is on Ty Lopez, and he calls himself Lie Topaz. <laughs> Um, and I, I, you guys know me and Gary B, my love hate relationship. I, I still think he's a pretty amazing guy. Um, I don't know anything about Ty Lopez other than his, you know, this is my crib in Beverly Hills. Here's my cars because everybody wanted to see. So those are his YouTube video ads, right? That, that's what I know of him. But Ian Stanley, if you appreciate spoofy videos, um, I'll, I'll link to him in the show notes. They're pretty funny. Um, but I just, I love that the push for a certain lifestyle has worn out its welcome. And I don't know, you guys, maybe, maybe it is just simply where my energy is focused, right? You know, it's, it's kind of that old adage of when you buy a car, it seems like everybody has that same car. It's because your awareness changes, right? And, and so maybe this lifestyle, I, there, it's always going to be there, right? There's always going to be, people that are new to this space and are hungry for it. And it's fortunate, unfortunate. I don't know. It seems that the people with the deepest pockets for ads are, you know, making the most noise or whatever. But, but I really, I think with the, the evolution of, of live video, and I'm going to talk about that later, but how we're able to show up and connect with people. It's just the pre-produced, flashy look at me just seems to kind of be fading away. And and I'm just, you know, it's kind of like there was a point where long, crazy sales letters, and mind you, there are plenty of people that'll say long sales copy works when it's good. But the hype, right? Those long highlighting and big red text and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if that works very well anymore either. Um, because it also comes down to the words. And if you're not a good copywriter, that's not going to work. Um, you know, I think we've all grown weary of what we see online, the pictures that show the fabulous life, the perfect family, the amazing trips. And again, I've posted some of that stuff, you guys, and I'm not saying that those things don't deserve to be celebrated because they absolutely do. When you work hard for something, you should totally celebrate it. But those are moments. They're not our lives, right? And it's vitally important that we learn to keep those moments in perspective because the truth is it's and not being a physics expert, I don't know what this law would be, but the equal and opposite, right? Um, that if the amazing moments carry so much weight in our lives, how do we feel 
with the difficult moments or when we're not living in a constant state of awesomeness, right? Do we appreciate the day-to-day goodness in our lives? And, you know, or are we constantly in a state of never being happy with where we are? Because that's exactly what happened to me, guys. I, no matter what I was doing or how hard I was working, it was not enough. And I, I just, I, it hit me like a ton of bricks recently, literally in the last month. And I thought, Oh my God. It was, you were never content. You were never where you were was never enough. And so that is the emptiest feeling. And then to be on the other side of it, it's like, Oh, perfect example, you guys. And this is probably TMI. I got food poisoning like two nights ago, randomly. I uh, had gone to dinner with my parents. Uh, they were in town and went to a place I've eaten at, got the same thing. And it was just, I don't know, like, 15, I don't know, it was like quarter to 11. That was like, oh my God, my stomach hurts like a cramping, not mm, stomach feels funky. It was a violent evening and we'll just leave it at that. I was exhausted. I sleep on my stomach. I couldn't sleep on my stomach because it hurt so bad. And I woke up like a nine then yesterday and I thought, this is kind of awesome. Not that I had been sick, but I could just sleep in. Like, that's pretty great, you know, not having to be miserable and call in sick anywhere or get up and get ready and commute. Commute. I hate commuting. Um, but you know what I'm saying? And it was like, and I still got through, I had a couple great podcast interviews, which I love doing this and it, it totally fueled me. And then when I got the things done, I was like, I'm going to go climb. And I stayed in my pajamas all day. It was fantastic. Like, that's the day-to-day goodness, right? To really be able to say, I don't have to do anything today. And it's kind of awesome. So, you know, it's just putting that out there. There's there's sort of these, um, the two things I don't understand is that constant, um, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I get social media, so I don't know what the balance is, guys. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I just know how it works for me. And then flip that, right? I will never understand people who spew every miserable detail of their personal struggles online. And there are those that will try to position it like, I'm not going to name names, but it's like, don't just don't tell the story. (laughs) Um, And it's not because I don't want to see this stuff. I mean, although I really don't. um, But because after all is said and done, I I would bet a million dollars that I don't have. that doing this never makes them feel better. It keeps you stuck in the middle of your shit. Sorry, I don't swear that off on the show, but like, why would you want to? And it's just, this kind of goes all the way back to the ego is the enemy, right? That all the while you, you're creating more problems by virtually dumping them out for the world to see. And it's, <laughs> I totally get this visual of, the breakfast club. And uh, there's a point where later on in the movie, and I want to say, you know, um, the characters, I won't get into the actors' names, but it's like the geek, the burner, the jock, and the the misfit are sitting around, and no, the jock wasn't there. But she dumps her purse out onto the couch. And then she's like, forget it, I don't want to talk about it. And it's like, well, I didn't dump my purse out inviting the world into my problems. I don't remember the exact line. But so that's the point. You know, you can't care more about how you feel than what other people think. That that's that's the bottom line with all of this stuff, you guys. And 
And the thing is, you know, when I was really invested in all of that and I had some great successes, don't get me wrong. Um, but the reason it never really took off or sustained itself is because it was not in alignment with what I really wanted to do. I like a chill life. I, I really do. And I like doing some amazing stuff, but I'm super content <laughs> with my day to day. And for me, it's more about, I want to be able to travel if I choose to. And really my travel now is like, give me a freaking vacation. <laughs> I am planning a trip to Costa Rica. And I'm like, I want to go for like two weeks. You know, I'll probably bring my laptop. And I'm like, I no agenda. I just want to kick it. And, you know, so I, I know what works for me. And that's why I feel like things are working for me. If that makes sense. I love content. I love doing the email marketing. I love podcasting. I'm excited about lead surveys. So really it's like, I have two focuses, lead surveys and WordPress check. WordPress check is running. I've got this down now. You know what I mean? And it feels really good. And that's my hope for you guys. Um, so let's move on. And, <laughs> you know, as a side note, I would love some feedback too. If, you know, you're like, eh, you guys, Kim, focus a little bit more on WordPress or business versus, I don't know, your personal spewing of your self-help psychological opinions. Um, if you like it, great. I, I, I'd totally love to hear from you. But let's move on to my predictions for the online marketing space. And it, again, this is crystal ball, um, no science behind this, but I, I'd like to think that I have a somewhat keen eye for things uh, when it comes to, you know, how things are changing. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I was about to apologize or, or pre-qualify, but I'm like, no, I, 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 I catch stuff. <laughs> doesn't mean I always implement or follow through on things. And most of that comes back to my desire to stay focused and just this um, I'm having fun with the mastery of stuff now. And when you realize that, I'll give you a quick little side thing here, guys. Um, so recently, you know, I, I'm testing, I, I'm doing a lot more testing is what I should say. Um, but I'm testing ConvertFlow. Like I mentioned this recently. And after having gone into active campaign and cleaned a bunch of stuff up, created a tagging framework, um, really getting into UTM tracking and setting up correct links to track. Um, as a side note, I should, I'll, I'll link in the post too. I did a video. If you're not familiar with UTM tracking codes, you guys, it's just a link that Google gets more data from. Um, but I did a post in a video on how to do this over on lead surveys and <laughs> there's a campaign builder. It's super, super easy. Um, but anyway, so, as I, I did that, then testing ConvertFlow, I'm like, all right, let, let's start digging deeper with this. And as soon as I started the the daily email, I was kind of, eh, I, I don't know, I didn't, <laughs> I don't know if it was too much or I just thought, just do this. You know, where I was at when I started that was like, just, just do the email. And, but now that I've done all this work, so I created a, a follow-up sequence, which is vitally important. Anytime you're doing anything, right? I mean, if you, if you have a lead magnet, absolutely a follow up sequence. And it's going to be easier now that I've taken the time and done the work to clean up everything, dial in the tagging and the lists 
and really know how it works. So this, this sequence, it's, um, I'm trying to think, I think I did it like four emails, the, uh, the, Within Active Campaign, they have something called recipes. So you can say, oh, I want a, a lead magnet recipe, right? Like an email sequence. And then you go in and, and tweak it and fill it. So once I implemented that, and what happens is when somebody gets on that, they don't get the daily emails until they complete the sequence. I remove them from that, and then it automatically puts them onto the list to get the daily emails, right? Because that would be annoying that I heard from you once, and now you're sending me this again. You guys, my email, and I'm not, I don't know, you know, I've talked to you guys so many times about Ben Settle, and he's like, you can't live and die by some of those email stats and click-through rates and opens and stuff. He measures everything by sales, which is great. Um, however, because I don't have those uh, offers totally put in place and, and automation and, and whatnot, they're all coming, you guys. I've totally... I, I'm just excited. I've been really drilling down and um, now it's just implementing, which I'm, I'm doing. It's just sort of behind the scenes. Anyways, so my engagement rate with my emails went up almost 10%, right? Because what's happening is these people who opt in, then here, get a sequence from me. And it's like, duh, right? Because every time you do that, you're sending traffic back to your site, you guys. It's always about traffic back to your site. And I had a, a great interview yesterday with Phil Singleton. He's one of the authors with John Jantz of SEO for Growth. Oh my God, my brain was spinning after talking to him about SEO and that episode's coming um, in May. It was fantastic. I would definitely recommend getting the book, but oh my, it was like, <laughs> I wish I could have just kept him on the call for a while because I felt like I'm getting to pick this guy's brain about stuff that I need to know. Anyways, um, you know, as as much as I see a maturing happening in internet marketing, there there really there's always going to be some level of hype and promise of riches, right? Some marketers may alter how they do their marketing. You know, so instead of a long hyped up sales page, they've learned to do more storytelling through video. But the hype is still there. You have to decide, you know, what if this works for you. Like here's where I'm totally on the fence. ClickFunnels. I have this love-hate relationship with it. You know, Russell Brunson has recently released his Expert Riches book. His dot-com secrets book was great. There's valuable information in there. The guy knows what he's doing. It just feels a little bit much to me sometimes. So it's like, okay, well, you know, one of the things I thought about doing, and I'd be curious if anybody listening has got the book or watched it. I don't know. It's like, I almost want to run this little private um, test of let's just kind of, let's do this together. And, and what did you think of? I don't know. Maybe I should start a book club. Does anyone want to be in a book club? I love book clubs. I love books. Um, so seriously, <laughs> let me know. But the other side of internet marketing is that there will always also be victims. The people who blame marketers for promises they supposedly don't deliver after they've made the decision to spend their last dollar on someone's product or service because it's the answer, right? And, you know, the responsibility is on you. Don't look to anyone to be the magic bullet or to answer your business challenges. I, you know, you, you work with a mentor or whatever, great. And you know, I believe in that. But it, it's kind of why I switched to doing a one-off coaching. Instead, it's like, let's make a plan and then go do the work and then come back. 
You know, like what good is if you don't have the time, let's say you sign up uh, with somebody for mentoring or whatever, and you don't have the time to do the work and it's a three month weekly call, whether it's a course or it is a, uh, a coach, right? Well, why do that now? And it's totally fear, right? Like that fear of missing out. It's the fear that if I miss this, here's a great example. Recently, uh, Stu McLaren did a big launch for his tribe. It's it's a course called Tribe, and it's about recurring revenue and membership sites. And I have decided to go all in, uh, and you guys will be hearing more about this. I don't know that I'm going to do courses. There might be some little one-off ones here and there, but it's really more, it's going to be a membership low point of entry. Um, and it's new content every month because how it works for me. And I'm going to, again, I'll document the whole process. I know I don't want (laughs) to, maybe I sound lazy. Uh, I don't want to have to go back and redo modules and redo, you know, all of that stuff where I like, this is what's working. This is what I did. Here's this. So it's going to be every month you'll get two new trainings there'll be a Facebook group. Like, you know, it's like how much, and I also know how much can I show up, right? So can I do a weekly q and I, I, I might be once a month. I, that's, you know, some of the specifics are getting dialed, but the point is I can produce content consistently. I know how I like to show up. I don't want to have to plan out a course for months and, and, you have to go through this module to get to this module. That stuff works. And I like courses, but it's not <laughs> what I want in my business. The point is, I was really tempted, really tempted to sign up for Tribe. I'm like, you know what, Kim? <laughs> you have enough. You have enough right now. Get it launched. Measure, you know, open the door, all of that stuff. Measure how it worked. He'll open it again later this year. Maybe he does it, you know, twice a year. That's fine. You're not missing out. It's not going to go anywhere, but you don't need to do this right now. You don't need to do this right now. And quite frankly, between WordPress chick and, and the membership and then lead service, I'm like, I don't have time for anything else because I still want my time to take a nap and walk the dogs and, and have easy Fridays, you know? So it was really important. Um, but just remember, you know, there's, there's always going to be a victim that complains because they signed up for uh, a course on Facebook ads and it didn't work. But what they failed to tell you is they don't have a website. They're not building a list or they've got a website, excuse me, that doesn't get any attention. They don't create content. They're not, you know, focusing on increasing. And again, this list building, you guys, your list is an asset. It's not some cheesy, it's kind of funny, like list building there, there can be a a negative connotation to that too. But yet, like you don't think of, here's a great example. If you have a restaurant that you love and, and you go there in town um, and they have a website and email us like, don't you want to know when they've got specials and they've changed the menu or whatever? Like that, I'd love to hear that, you know, like, but we don't, it's not negative when we look at it that way. Right. So just because it's called list building and lead generation does not mean that you don't care about the people on the list. So we're going to just go ahead and end that rant there. All right. So my predictions that I'm eventually going to get to, right? Okay. I was just checking the time. Uh, content still reigns supreme. Can I get an amen? I've said it before and I'll say it again, that unless you have deep pockets for advertising, you need to create content. The more consistent you are with your content, the better it's going to get. And I'm going to tell you, like my, 
I'm getting a little preachy. Maybe the coffee's kicking in. But after this podcast interview with Phil yesterday for uh, SEO for Growth, he's totally getting, I'm going to be pimping and plugging. So I think I want to do a, a review of the book, a post separate. He gave me just like brilliant ideas for, um, I wonder if I still have his notes open, for some SEO stuff for podcasting. I'm going to open his notes and see if I can do this while we're talking. Um, there we go. And because he was, you know, in talking about SEO, he so validated my obsession with content. And so that was kind of awesome. You know, so he was talking, here's one little great tip. And often, it's just taking things to the next level. So he was saying, you know, one of the things he said, you know, if I had a podcast, and I, I probably will, he said, is that I would take the transcripts and offer them to my guest with an embeddable audio player if they wanted to then post it on their site. He said, you know, everybody should be doing transcripts unless he said, you know, you write a separate post. He said, that's great. I don't know that that because I told him, you know, I go back and forth, guys, where I was going to add the transcripts. They're long and our show, like on a Word doc, they can be up to 18 pages. (laughs) So it's, it's a lot. And so what I tend to do is go through transcripts for tweets and stuff. But I don't know that because I asked him, I said, is it helpful if I then add that too? I don't know. And outside of one person at a meetup like a year and a half ago saying they liked transcripts, it's, I've not heard one or the other. Anyways, but I thought, holy moly, holy moly, what a brilliant idea to say, hey, here's our episode. Here are the transcripts. You know, here, here's an embeddable audio player. If you want to put this on your site, right? And I was like, oh my God, that was so brilliant. <laughs> The other thing he said, you know, I, you know, anytime, so here's a great, I need to probably, it's not in my show notes, but I'll give a shout out to Phil in this episode because I was just, I was literally sitting there like with my mouth open, like, I just, I just want to listen to this guy um, and take notes. Obviously it was being recorded. Um, but, but one of the things he said is, you know, name drop on the podcast and then link in the post. And it wasn't a, name drop for the sake of name dropping. But if somebody's influenced you or somebody's helped you, then you mention that and you link to it and then you let people know, right? Like, hey, I mentioned you in this episode. And and so all of a sudden, that's how stuff gets gets traction and gets shared. And it was just, it was freaking brilliant. But the point is, um, the more consistent you are with your content, the better it's going to get. So don't decide, don't pre-qualify yourself as someone who doesn't create content, someone who doesn't know how to write. I told you guys, my original posts were like a robot. <laughs> um, the type of content you create, however, is changing a bit. So as much as Google loves their listicle posts, you can't just throw up the same regurgitated post of the top 10 this or that. And don't get me wrong, because I talked to Phil about listicles also. Those things still work. Um, but I think you have to really look at this. Like, do we really need another top SEO plugins list for WordPress? I don't know. I, I mean, would it be better to talk about SEO and link to the people who have done that really well, right? An example I get, um, I give, I'm going to give is, uh, Devender. He's got a site called Pro Beaver where he does this whole recap. It's an amazing beaver builder resource. Cause I thought about doing a page, uh, just a single page, right? For beaver builder resources. And I'm like, just, just give props to Devender, send them over there. And uh, am I hurting myself? Affiliate sales? Maybe. Um, but he's done it really, really well. So how can I give props to the people who are doing it? Because then they become, that's the relationship builder too. You guys, you don't realize it, but you know, 
I, I can tell you as I get ready to, uh, to roll out the membership and to launch lead surveys, I've made some great connections in the space simply through relationship building because of this podcast. I am absolutely going to reach out because most of these people, how can I help you? Let me know if there's something I can do for you. And so now I'm going to ask, right? Um, but the point is, don't just try to regurgitate um, what other people have done unless you can come up with a different way to present the content and do it better than somebody else. Yes, your voice will totally put the unique spin on it. So maybe have some fun with it. You know, add, add a live stream, do a live stream on the top 10 plugins you use or something. Find a way. And I'm going to talk about being different in a little bit, but to find a way to, to do it differently. I'm working on a post um, about the fact that we need more storytelling in the WordPress space. There are plenty of informational sites with aggregated content or how to do this and how to do that. And I'm not knocking how-tos. I love them. I've done plenty. There's a demand for that. I think documentation is key. But don't, you know, I probably wouldn't recommend to somebody, yeah, go start a WordPress site where you just do reviews and talk about themes and plugins. Like, there, there are plenty of sites out there that do that really well. I don't, I don't know that I would recommend that. Um, but I think how to stand out, you know, the storytelling works, you guys, the storytelling works and it takes practice to get good at it. But I would love to see more storytelling in the WordPress space. And so I'm going to, the, the post is like a call to the community. Let's, let's get, let's share a little bit more. And again, you guys, I'm not saying, you know, share your woes, whatever, but like do a case study of how the plugin worked for you. You know, talk about, about using a new theme and what it did, why you used it, what it did, and the results you've gotten by implementing it or the changes you've made. You know, don't just, I use this, this is how I did it. Um, get, let people kind of get inside your head because the regurgitation of the same types of posts personally is getting old. And that obviously is my two cents. Um, but there are so many different types of content you can create. Step outside of the box and try something different. Ask your audience what they want from you. You know, what are your struggles, frustrations, and challenges? And and even if you get two people to respond, well, that's two posts, that's two videos, that's, you know, two podcast episodes, two emails, whatever you want to do. Use that as content instead of simply looking at what competitors are doing it and trying to do it the similar way. So the first type of content that I'm going to be investing more time into um, is video. I've always done screencast videos, but live video has so much potential, you guys. And I don't know if I shared this on the podcast or not, but the day after I did my first live stream, the solo live stream I did was uh, maybe, a, it was in April, I believe. Um, I post the next day, I posted the video as a blog post. And I wrote a shorter post on my thoughts about my first live stream. What I did is I have Annie Mora's Simple Social Press, which automatically pulls the video in and creates a post for you. And it stays in draft mode. So whatever you title your live stream is a post and you can edit that. And then it pulls in all of the Facebook comments as WordPress blog comments, right? So I had like 35 comments immediately imported. So... I, and then the post, it's it's not super in-depth, but I talked about how it went, what I thought. I had a ton of fun. Um, I did stand up. I, I have a Vera desk so I can raise it. And I, I need to practice standing still, I think. Um, but 
You guys, that post was my highest traffic day in months. And all I did, you guys, again, this is taking something I did and getting some leverage out of it. I, I, you have to take the time to do this. The other thing, you know, a lot of people, like I asked Phil yesterday, I'm all, can you help me get over my hatred of keyword research? He's like, "Mm, not necessarily. He said, I think it's just, he said he spends hours on it. You know, they do local SEO and stuff with his agency, but he said, it's just one of those things that you have to take the time to do it correctly because it pays off. And so it's just like when I do a post, it takes hours. And I'm not talking, like if I do a daily email and I put that in as a blog post, because I do that often, I copy and paste it. I put the image in, I create social images, I put it into co-schedule and then I go. So those don't take as much, but you know, like a podcast post, you stop to think, I mean, the post probably took me a couple hours to write and an hour to record. And then I've got to set up the social stuff for it as well. And then I'll be emailing about it. So, but this is our business, right? This is a business. So take the time to to do this. But I'm telling you, I think there's going to be a great opportunity. There, it, there just is great opportunities here. Um, now, I think with live video becoming more mainstream, I think by the end of the year, we're going to see people who don't have a strategy for this maybe kind of going to the side. And I'm, ref- I'm not, you know, I'm only referring to people who are using this for business. Obviously, you know, the hobbyist or somebody who wants to say hi to their family and friends, you know, whatever. Have fun with it. Go for it. Um, but I think that the goal is to have a strategy with this, right? Like anytime I am doing content, I I know what I want it to do for me. Um, and again, that's the importance of creating a content strategy, but, but knowing that, okay, um, if you want to, uh, do a live stream, what is besides just a connection and you can do that. Like, Hey guys, we're just going to connect here. Like I'm thinking this is episode 144. So I'm what, you know, six away from 150. I'm like, I think I might live stream episode 150 or do a live stream to talk about it, to share my journey in podcasting. I don't know. I kind of want to have a party around it, right? I should have do it in the afternoon and have a beer. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> I'm such a rebel. Um, but I do think just the the generic, you know, I'm going to turn my phone on and just tell you this that's not going to sustain driving. It's like, there was a a friend of mine who convinced me to get into this. She, she found this guy and he over for six months did like a quick tip. And I want to say he was in like network marketing or whatever, and to each his own, no judgment, but he just talked about tips and building business, his business and, and how to do the marketing piece of it. Um, and it was, it was general. So it wasn't about his company per se, but he from zero, you guys, zero, he built an audience in six months. He did a live stream every day, but they were short. They were short live streams. You don't have to do this high production, you know, TV studio. I think if you can, great. But why on earth would you invest in any of that stuff? Unless you know something's working, right? But anyways, this guy, then when he launched something for sale, finally, he had like a six figure launch because he'd built trust. But the point is he did the work for six months. Um, so really, you know, you want to do the best you can with what you've got, right? If you can, I recommend getting a mic. I would recommend, you know, making sure that where you're doing your videos, um, 
I just do it in the office, which is kind of bland, you know? So I was like, how can I have a little bit more fun with this? I don't know. I actually have, um, I had bought a lighting kit and I have, um, like a green screen and a black curtain. And so I'm like, ah, I guess I could do that. But I'm, I wouldn't go to that trouble until I know this is all dialed, right? And that I have a plan and I have mapped out, you know, X amount of shows and what am I doing and all that kind of stuff. So um, do the best you can with what you have right now. But more of what I'm referring to is the quality of the content in the video. You know, here's an example, like when Facebook launched the stories thing, it's like, okay, I get playing with, you know, the the animations and all that stuff, but there's going to come a point where it's like, if that's, I don't want to see that. Have fun with your friends and your family, but eh, like, don't, please don't do that every day. It would make me a little crazy personally. Um, it's just, you know, to each his own, obviously. Uh, but the goal is what are you doing for your audience? It's not about see how, see how crazy I am. I don't know. That's my two cents. I don't know how many times I've said that. Okay. The other prediction. Where are we at on time? Okay. I got to start wrapping up about 10 minutes. Um, the bots are coming. <laughs> You'd have to be offline for a while not to notice all the noise about, you know, artificial intelligence and bots lately. The future is here, you guys. And at first, I I didn't see how I would be able to use bots in my business, um, i.e. I hadn't really done enough reading or learning to really grasp what could be done until recently. <clears throat> and so I'm, I've got a test I'm going to do next week in conjunction with a Facebook Live <clears throat> excuse me, um, using and using messenger. So if you haven't noticed, the other thing is Facebook is putting some serious energy into messenger, messenger and, and video. Um, so I'm going to test a tool called many chat. Now what many chat will allow you to do is you can create a campaign through messenger. And so as an example, I can set up an automated campaign that if anybody messages me, through the WordPress chick, um, that it just triggers like an email sequence, right? So it just triggers a, Hey, thanks for getting in touch, whatever you want to do. Right. I didn't set up. Oh, did I set up a, I, you, I think I may have, (laughs) it's funny. I'm trying to think, did I do this? Um, but here's the cool thing and you can test this. Um, and, and just as an FYI, I am, I'm going to, I'm going to do this whole thing next week and then I was thinking it might be a fun free class to do like through lead surveys, but, and I'm going to do it through lead surveys. Cause we're going to talk about list building, um, different things to try, you know, frustrations, challenges. It's, it's going to be on list building and lead generation. So you have to like the lead surveys, Facebook page, um, just the, uh, I almost said the WP chick, uh, facebook.com forward slash lead surveys might be lead surveys. IO. I'm sorry. You'll find it anyways. So what I'm going to do is what many chat will do. And you guys, again, I've only played with this a little bit, but we have our little mascot stickers, right? So you guys know me and swag. I'm such a swag hag. Um, so I'm going to do the live stream. We're going to talk about this and uh, I'm going to share the stickers and, you know, I use sticker mule, sticker mule. Hello. Um, every time I order stickers, I was going to do this and I will test this through the WordPress chick page too, with another sticker I had produced, but I'm just going to tell people, Hey, if you guys want a lead surveys, Fox sticker, just put in the comments, hashtag sticker. What that will do then is by putting that into the comments, it then triggers, again, this is my understanding of it. Um, it triggers a 
campaign through Messenger that says, hey, you know, thanks for attending the live stream. You said you're interested in sticker in, in the sticker. Go here, which is then when you send them to a landing page. Go here to get your free sticker. Then what happens is in the in the messenger sequence, I can send them to a landing page. So go to the landing page and obviously to get their sticker, they're gonna have to give me their name and email and physical shipping address, right? So all of a sudden I am creating a list of well, but not I'm gonna I don't know if it's potential buyers or not, but it's a list engager. I'm I'm creating this personal point of contact, this personal touch, right? Because I'm going to send them something in the mail. I'm going to put a note in it. I mean, I could, you know, here's hoping I have to send a hundred stickers in the mail, whatever. I don't care. That's the stuff you sit and do when you're watching TV, right? Um, so, you know, this is one of those things that, that it's just worth testing and it's going to be fun. Like, what's the investment stamps? I already have the stickers, you know, so, you know, just I'll, I'll share the results of this, how it worked, Um and I'll be transparent and say, you guys, I'm going to test something. So let's see how this works. This is what you need to do. That's it, you guys. You know, all you need to do is share what you're doing, why you're doing it, whether it worked, whether it didn't work. I mean, there is your content. Um, and I think, you know, there's so many other ways to use bots in your business. But you know me, my recommendation is to make sure that you have the fundamentals working in your business before jumping into something new. If you're not building your email list through your website, you don't have any follow-up sequences in place or you're not communicating regularly with your audience, don't go jump into bots. Like, get the basics working first. This is sort of that FOMO, right? Oh my God, if I don't jump into, you know, side note, like my business is doing fine. I'm not on Snapchat. I mean, I am, but it was only to do dumb pictures with my sister. Um, But I'm not on Snap. I'm not, uh, no, no thanks. Maybe all that song and dance will will change. Um, But for the time being, No. Um, But there is a fine line between communicating and spam, right? So a friend of mine who got me into Facebook Live and pushed, (laughs) it was really her commitment to doing it. I'm like, okay, I need to do this. Um, But she, she experienced this as a viewer on someone else's Facebook Live. But she got like, I don't know, eight messages via Facebook Messenger in like 24. That's too much. That is too much. You don't want to be that annoying person that's like, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm here. I watched a... I. Just I I like watching launches, you guys, and I do it from the place of I look at the videos they create, I look at how often they email, I look at the the copy they're using, um, you know, the testimonial style. That's I love I like watching that stuff. Doesn't mean I jump into products because I had a lot of restraint recently with the tribe launch um, because I want to do that. But, um, you know, there's a fine line between doing that. But James Wedmore with his launch, I was starting to say that. It was for a business builder system. I forget what it was. It's a pricey course he has, and I'm sure it's worth it. He's done well. Um, but he used he used that for his launch, and it was like on his actual launch pages, it was like he had a button. I really hope I did a screenshot of this. He had a button that then said, follow on Messenger to get early access to the next video. So then I did. I would say I got three messenger prompts from him in about a week and a half. I'm like, that was great. And it did. It drove me back to the site. So I I think they're coming. The bots are coming. (laughs) The bots are coming. Um, But I think there's some friendly bots out there. We can have some fun with this. So lastly, you guys, where are we at? Okay, I got super chatty today. Um, 
this is, I'm going to end this uh, with dare to be different. You guys, at the risk of ending this episode, like Stuart Smalley, and if you're not familiar, Saturday Night Live character with, um, oh my God, James why am I? Oh God. It's like, I can see it. I'm going to have to, anyways, excuse me. Now he's a politician. Um, Oh, like I see his name in my head. Anyways, you know, the Stuart Smalley, the character who sat in front of the mirror saying, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh, darn it. People like me. Um, but the best thing you can do is be yourself. I, again, Phil reiterated this yesterday and actually, uh, Jesse Krieger, who is helps, he's got a publishing company. said the same thing. Like, doesn't matter if there's been 10 books written about a certain topic, you bringing your unique spin is what's going to make the difference. You know, the best thing you can do is to be yourself. Modeling how people do things is fine, but if you're stuck and you think the way out is to do what someone else has done because they've been successful, it is not going to work. I am raising my hand right now saying I am just testament, perfect example of trying to do what other people thought I should do, doing it the way they did it, and it didn't work. And here we are. So, you know, the coaching space is a perfect example of this. And I'm not knocking anybody who does coaching. I do it or, you know, coaches. But so many people who get into coaching kind of look like carbon copies of their mentor or coach. The package looks good. The website, the branding, the colors, the photos of them on stage at an event with their headset mic. Great look great, right? But when you go deeper into the site, you can't really grasp what it is they do, or worse yet, why you should hire them. So at the end of the day, you guys, don't be afraid to have an opinion, speak your mind, or take a stance. That truly is what's going to differentiate you. It's what's going to propel your business to the place you want it to be, whether that's hey, I want to make just a couple thousand dollars a month to help with the family, or, you know, I want a five or six figure a month business because I want to travel the world, or, you know, I want to go do good things. Uh, you know, watching that, the, the tribe launch with Stu McLaren, it was so fantastic to see, uh, is it, I'm gonna, I keep botching stuff. I should not try to quote when things um, pop in my head. Uh, but he and his wife started a foundation, a charitable foundation. They're building schools in Africa. And it's like, it's just cool, right? To see that you get to, you know, come back to that. I, you know, it's, it's not about anyways, I'm getting preachy. I'm going to wind this up, but you get my point. You guys be you, you know, go back to Dr. Seuss. No one is youer than you. Alrighty then. Hopefully this was not too preachy. Um, and thanks for sticking around. Uh, I've got some fun shows for you guys in May. I'm pretty excited. Some cool things happening on the site. Like I said, the membership's coming. There'll be a whole bunch of stuff with that. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. I feel super, the clarity has come. Anyways, you guys are awesome. Thanks as always for listening. I love you tons. If you haven't, please, 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 please leave a review on iTunes. <laughs> I would appreciate it. Um, it helps people find the podcast. Uh, and on that note, have a fantastic weekend. Wherever you are, um, I shall be heading to the coast to spend the weekend with a childhood best friend. I'm so excited. Anyways, you guys are awesome. Until next week. Thanks so much.